Welcome to Behind the Screens, a podcast where we talk to industry experts and the people who make Universal Screens a leader in the world of motorized retractable screens. All right, welcome back to uh, Behind the Screens with Universal Screens. This is episode two of our second season, and we're moved our podcast over to the studio here. This is the first time that we've ever done with headphones on, so pardon me, I, I can actually hear myself in them, so I got to get used to that. And we, we moved over into the studio so that we could do some Zoom interviews. And the first one, the guinea pig, the test one, is going to be Jim Rue from Somfy North America. He's the VP of sales there, and he's joining with us on, uh, on this Zoom call. Uh, also joining me today, as always, is Joe Serta, my VP of sales here at Universal Screens. And my name's Sean Colbertson, CEO of Universal Screens. And in these podcasts, what we like to do is we like to talk to our customers, some of our vendors, and def- different industry partners to just get a better feel for the industry and how things are going. Um, hopefully, you can take something from it, if at the very least, learn a little bit more about Sanfi. So without further ado... Jim Rue is with us today. Like I said, Vice President of Sales. Let's let's go with the basics. Joe and I know, but what is Sanfi? Well, first off, thanks for having me. It was, uh, it was looking forward to the podcast. It was a little bit down, you know, after the uh, senseless tragedies happened out by you guys yesterday that put a damper on some things, you know, last night and this Absolutely. morning. But happy to be, you know, on with you guys this afternoon. So Sanfi is the worldwide you know, leading manufacturer of tubular motors. Uh, we have, we're based in, in Clues, France, which is where Switzerland, France, and Italy meet in the Alps. They've been around for more than 50 years, and we have about 80 subsidiaries worldwide. I am in, 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 New, in New Jersey at the moment at our North American headquarters in Dayton, New Jersey. Uh, we also have distribution centers in Boynton Beach, Florida, Irvine, California, which is Orange County, and Mississauga, which is the Toronto region of Canada. So that's, that encompasses the North American subsidiary. Okay. Um, and so for us, we have been uh, very predominantly Somfy since the day we opened the doors in 2013. Um, you know, our, our rep, Chris uh, Niven, has been by our side since day one. And, you know, we used to, we joked with you, we were just with you, Jim, uh, a few weeks ago, and we joked about how we used to high five each other because we ordered 20 motors. And now, you know, we're getting pallets, uh, plural, you know, pallets of motors coming in uh, and we're we're trying to go through at least 50 a day. We'd like to get those numbers up on our end, but we're trying to go through 50 to 60 of those motors each day. Sanfi has been a, a great partner of ours. We've shared some great moments, some great dinners, but more importantly, on a daily basis, it's been very, very easy to work with you guys. And get things that we need, get you guys to help with anything that we want to help with our customers. You guys are extremely customer focused as far as our customers go, wanting to make sure that we take care of them. And, and so we're very, very, very thankful for all that. No, I say we, we value the partnership as well. You know, you guys have been, you know, phenomenal partners and allowed us to get involved and, and help, you know, business making and, and dig in at different levels and really, you know, strengthen the partnership and but, but the motorization aspect in general. I think has proliferated, you know, at the pace you were talking about due to that, you know, us working together and educating the dealers and, and giving them the sense of confidence and, you know, taking away the concerns that, that, you know, they might have, I think has been one of the, you know, the vital points in, in you know, the direction and the success that you guys have had. 
Yeah, and, and since since 2016 for us, you know, we opened the doors here in 2013, but from 2016 till today, you know, the, the growth of the exterior market has has increased uh, daily. Um, it, it just seems like more and more people are interested in buying the exterior retractable screen products. More and more people are interested in manufacturing uh, retractable screen products. More and more companies are coming in from, from Europe where that market was was established and, and, and quite large prior to us here in the States. So from your seat, from where you are on the sales side of Sanfi, have, what's it been like watching the exterior market grow you know, in Sanfi's perspective? Yes, it's, it's been, uh, it has not been gradual, it's been very sudden. You know, if you look at, at, a, at a chart, you know, it would look something like this and it's been extreme. And we've seen it from multiple aspects. So there's the traditional exterior screen manufacturers that you guys would be, you know, that's your main project product and you do that year round. We've also seen a, a proliferation amongst the awning market. So typically the awning market was very seasonal. So they would go, you know, Memorial Day to Labor Day for all intent and purposes, you know, big, you know, bell curve type of scenario. And they've been able to expand their offering and get into exterior screens and, and make it more of, a, of an, an annual business as opposed to a senior, uh, you know, a seasonal business. So there's been a, a lot of, you know, drivers to, to make the the growth and, and the, you know, the, the exceedingly high market growth, you know, be what it is. So it's a combination of multiple aspects. And I think, you know, the trend was also helped by COVID. You know, it's people invested in their homes. People are stuck in their homes, if, you know, for lack of a better term. And, you know, they didn't want to have the same old scenario. They want to refresh. They want to update. They want to upgrade. And, you know, we've seen a, a significant, you know, rapid trend towards the outdoor living experience, you know, using your existing situation, getting outside, you know, breathe the fresh air and enjoy the, you know, mother nature and, and all of that. So, you know, the cumulative effect is that of that has been, an, you know, an impressive growth trend in, you know, in the last three to four years. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, you mentioned COVID and, and, on the on the retail side that that's great everything you know people are wanting to do exactly what you just said and update their home and do this but on on the other side is you know you guys are having to deal with the logistics of of getting of getting this product here you know um getting it to the to our shores and making sure that supply chain issues are you know you, you cross those hurdles and you know I, i'm sure that that cannot be easy dealing with the the numerous skews that you have and the amount of supply chain roadblocks that you've had to overcome over the past two years? Yes, it's been unprecedented. You know, I've been with Sanfi for more than 30 years and never in my tenure or my career or anyone's career for that matter that I've spoken to have they seen a, you know, a market volatility the way we have now. You know, costs for transport has grown, you know, substantially four times, five times X of where it was in 2019, 2020. But, you know, fuel surcharges and product availability and component shortages has just been, you know, one thing on top of another. Now, we're able to leverage, you know, the, the pure reach of Sanfi in the sense that we have, you know, multiple manufacturing facilities throughout the world. So, you know, we don't have the constraint of being stuck in one country or one place. You know, we have, you know, 13 places throughout the world that we're manufacturing from. And we're trying to leverage that, you know, whether it's the impact of tariffs coming from, you know, the, the your um, Asian and American, you know, country, you know, discussions that are having the tariffs imposed, you know, with the sanctions and everything like that, or component shortages in one area of the world, you know, are trying to source them in different locations and really trying to leverage the power and the, the reach of Sanfi to do that. But it's certainly difficult. And then even domestically, you know, the ports, you know, getting it's one thing, you know, with the, the cost increase four and five times, but then when you get to the port and your, you know, your vessel number 130, you know, it's it's really crazy and yeah. shortages of labor and you know, okay, so now you get from the 130 to into the port, 
and now they have to unload it. It's just, it's been really, really crazy. Now for the, go ahead, sorry. No, go, go ahead, go ahead. We used to be able to tell within, within a couple of days when it, when a delivery would occur. So we knew if it left our facility, you know, whichever one, whether it was in France or Africa or Asia or Germany, wherever it was leaving from, we could get, you know, within two or three days of when it would be delivered to our location. And the days of that are gone. So yeah. it leads to a much more difficult, you know, customer service aspect of our business, you know, where, you know, we're, we're not trying to give bad information that we're not trying, we're trying to give any information, but it's not necessarily accurate because, you know, we might have 30 containers in the docks and, and number 27 comes in before number two, you know, yep. there's just no rhyme or reason to it. And, you know, they're rerouting between the West Coast and the East Coast. And, you know, it's just been very, very difficult to manage and, and hard to deliver at a, at a high customer service level throughout this, this these issues. Well, it's a new normal and it's difficult every day. Does it seem like maybe it is getting a little easier or maybe the, you guys are just, you've learned how to deal with it a little bit better, but um, does it seem like there's a, uh, there's an easier path going forward than, than say the past two years? I would hope so. I think to, to your point, there is definitely a new normal. You know what I mean? It's not a matter of, you know, things are going to click, you know, on a, on a consistent basis. I, I don't think we're there yet. You know, I think we're probably six to 12 months away from having a, a new normal that we can, you know, be relying, reliant upon, but it is, I think it is getting a little bit better. I think some of the shortages on the components are improving or, or the lead times are reducing, you know, it's certainly not where it was and we're not at a surplus yet, but I think that we're able to manage it a little bit better. You know, the multiple sources and some different qualification processes we've gone through have been able to expand some of the, you know, suppliers that we de- we work with and, and eliminated some of the, you know, the, the back orders that way. But it's uh, unfortunately we're not caught up and it's not something that we see, you know, we, we don't have an optimistic view for the remainder of 2022 on that. Gotcha. So I kind of skipped over it, but Jim, so you're the VP of uh, sales at North in North America, Sanfi North America. What, what actually, what does your role entail here for Sanfi and North America? What do, what do you, what are your expectations put upon you? Yes. So we, you know, it's traditional in the sense that we have, you know, internal budgets and objectives that we want to hit and product launches and, you know, transitions and new market, you know, stretching, expanding all that. The responsibilities that I have are multiple fold in the sense that we have the traditional, you know, regional sales managers. So we have the Chris Niven, you mentioned earlier, it's one of our veteran guys, does a great job for us. So he has a, a territory manager that he reports to. So I have three territory managers in North America. One's based in Mississauga, one's based in Orange County, and one's based in New York, excuse me, New Jersey, that that manage the regional sales managers. Additionally, we have some enhancements to our sales team and we have an inside sales team. So they have multiple facets. There's four aspects of our inside sales teams. There's traditional selling. So they're doing, you know, on the phones, pounding, you know, the phones, reaching out, supporting customers. We have a lead management program that we put together. We have, you know, a team of people in the inside sales team that manage solely lead management to create opportunities for business and really facilitate, you know, the, the business aspect of, of Sumfi. We have the expert program, which is our, our dealer program, you know, like a frequent flyer program, if you will. It's the creme de la creme of dealers, and you're, you're familiar with that, Sean, as well. Yep. But that's all managed through inside sales. And then we have a new program that we're, we're currently in development with for service. So that's one of the things that again evolved rapidly through COVID was the service aspect. You know, we had you know such an influx of calls. If, if we were averaging, you know, three a week pre-COVID, it went to about 300 a week during COVID. You know, something exponentially like that. And it's a it's a glaring you know weakness in, in the offering. So we're working on putting together a service program. We're starting something you know, regionally here for a beta test, and we're gonna to try to you know, to validate the expansion or expandability of that. 
So that's all managed with the inside sales, and that's part of, of my responsibility as the VP of sales for the professional channel. Gotcha. So with the exterior market growing, and we specifically want to talk about exterior products since that's what we we sell you know what's what's softy got coming what, what's new you know any changes to the to the motors the motors that we use you know we use the maestria uh which i'm really not sure if that's the correct pronunciation maestra <laughs> yeah. um we, maestra, we call it my we call it maestria but you know depending <laughs> on who you speak to with different accents it, it gets stretch all different ways, you know, yeah. not to mention the Texas accent. I was talking about international accents, but the Texas accent can certainly change the name as well. But we refer to it as Maestria here. Yeah, so we yeah. use we use that one as well as the Altus. Um, on the Altus, we put a uh, the, the clutch we attach to. So those are the two motors that we use. Any Anything on the horizon that we should be looking forward to, that our customers should be looking forward to through Sanfi? Yeah, so one of the downside, you know, we, we benefited from COVID in the sense the business spiked and everything else. But one of the, the downsides to COVID, besides the obvious, you know, the effects of COVID and everything else, were put a hindrance on our, in our innovation and put a kind of a delay in some of our product launches. So we're very excited. We are planning on launching the exterior range of Zigbee, you know, two-way radio protocol to create mesh networks and allow, you know, capitalize on the IoT aspect. So we will be launching that, but we're a little bit delayed. So instead of having that for 23, it's going to be a 24 launch. Um, but that's something that we're very, very much looking forward to. It's going to, you know, change the market, expand on it, and, and allow for a much broader range of, of additional accessories, to, you know, to be part of our ecosystem, if you will. So, you know, as of, you know, the, the products you mentioned, the Maestria and the Altus are RTS, which is an acronym, you know. Sampi is known for its acronym. Sampi is an acronym, but it's French, and I don't translate it very well. But... You know, the acronym RTS is Radio Technology Sampi. So it's, it's a proprietary one-way radio protocol. Um, it's been very reliant, very robust for many years, and we'll be, you know, enhancing or, or improving our, our, our protocol to a, an open network, you know, a two-way protocol in the form of Zigbee. So it'll be a, a much larger opportunity to bring much many more things into the fold, you know, for our offering and really expand. It'll give two-way feedback. It'll give you status. So you know what position your exterior shades are in. It could create opportunities for service because there's measurables. You get, you know, metrics on how many times it was used. There's a lot of different, you know, advantages that are going to come on board for the dealers, you know, and for for the whole the whole market once we launch the ZP protocol. You've been wanting some of that stuff, right, Joe? Oh, yeah. And <clears throat> we actually spoke to a dealer that, you know, he's got a, a, a Zigbee motor that he's, uh, he's testing out, and he showed us kind of the configuration of it. It looks pretty pretty neat. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. You know, and it's going to give a lot of different things. You know, we'll have a, a Servigo program solely for service. You know, you can yeah. schedule maintenance calls. You can know the usage. Be able to, if it's, you know, a battery-powered program, you'll be able to know the battery level. There's just so many benefits to getting, you know, and expanding into the two-way, and that's just internally, and then tying it into, you know, thermostats or lighting or whatever else, you know, that is native Zigbee, just creates a much more, you know, in, enhanced user experience. You know, you mentioned COVID and how things had, had to change. I want to go back to that for a little bit, and you know, you guys, uh, you know, I know Chris, we were we were no longer getting visits uh, to the to the office because of of protocol through Sofi completely understandable and you know we didn't we didn't need him to be there we could handle everything on the phone but once the doors opened up and he was able to travel it's always good to see people face to face but how did that you know the 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 big time I know we're still we're still in this but how did the the heavy time of the pandemic 
change how Sanfi interfaced with their customers um, on a daily basis? I know you mentioned the service department and that, but I'm more speaking of your territory reps and, and their interaction with their customers. Yes, it was it was definitely a, a rapid and unexpected transition from you know meeting people face to face, shaking hands, having trainings and you know social events and everything else to wow, you know we're locked down. Let's figure out what we're going to do. So. You know, Chris and, and uh, fellow out on the West Coast were the early adapters to Zoom and Teams and all that and scheduled trainings within about two weeks. So, you know, I'm, I'm very proud to say that, you know, Sanfi didn't have a complete shutdown at all. We shipped for the entire time of COVID. So from March, you know, 2020 till today, we've not had, a, a, we've had zero days where we didn't ship. So that's a pretty impressive, you know, um, stat. You know, we didn't, we never closed down. We were able to continue. You know, we had we had a lot of changes, so we split the you know the warehouse crew into two crews. So in the in the unforsaken event that somebody got it, it didn't affect everybody. Be able to you know supply or, or excuse me you know leverage the, the resources that we had and be able to work nonstop. And that's that's pretty amazing. Those guys you know they deserve awards and, and recognition beyond belief because I don't know too many companies that can say they didn't stop shipping throughout the entire the entirety of COVID and even today. You know we still have a lot of these issues going on and you know i'm much more optimistic but you know unfortunately it's not over yet but um right. you know but as far as the sales guys it was very different because now they had to get creative and they had to do things from their home so that you know chris and a fellow named ryan out west put together you know the first groups of trainings you know and, and scheduled it you know they started you know i think if you know the last day of the normal world was march 13th i believe something in that range you know by march 20th they were delivering online trainings through teams and zoom and you know all that type of thing and you know it was a standard for for many months so it was uh, it was quite different but we leveraged you know their you know ability and know-how and, and determination and we implemented you know national or international including canada you know expectations and, and training modules and you know we've even benefited now our, our training the something you training platform is is a heavy result of you know being home and, and being off-site but giving flexibility you know Pre-COVID, we had trainings. You know, we Sean, we'd come to your place and we're gonna hold the training at 10 o'clock. And if you guys can make it, make it. You know, and if you didn't, you know, so be it. But now it's it's all catered to the dealer and, and allows them to take it at any time that they want. You know, so they want to do it if they're early birds and they wake up at 5 a.m. or if they're late and they want to do it at 11 p.m. All the content is there and allows them, you know, the, the flexibility to learn at their pace at their time, and and really has been enhanced. And all that is a result of. You know, the adaptations we had to make from COVID from, you know, being home and understanding that, you know, it's not always, you know, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, you know, it's, it's whenever people can do it. So it, it was, it was different for sure. It was very wild. Um, you know, for 18 months, we had a, you know, a two-story office building that had 11 people working in it, you know, independent of the warehouse. So it was just, it was really, really wild. And I, I give the guys a lot of credit specifically, you know, Ryan and Chris, because they, they let us, they, they took the horse and ran or took the ball and ran with it for us to uh, to transition and understand how to leverage, you know, teams and zoom. I know we're getting to a point where I hope we never have to use it again, except to do podcasts with you. But, uh, yeah. you know, it was very, very welcome to see people in person again. But so that's how it evolved right away, you know, in the March, April timeframe of 2020. Is Sanfi back to normal where you're at in, uh, in New Jersey? I mean, you are working from home or is everyone back at the office? It's different. So again, to your point earlier about a new normal. So, for the first 30 plus years I worked here, we were expected to be in the office five days a week. And, you know, that was everybody, every department. And, you know, now we've gone to a, well, obviously we had work from home for about 18 months, as I mentioned. And then we started back 
we did like a, a two, two, one scenario where we asked everyone to be in two days, work from home two days. And the last day of the week was manager discretion. If you needed meetings or interactions type of thing, about 60 days or so, we went to a three, two. So now, you know, our normal here is three days in two days home. Um, whether that moves to a four, one or, or back to a five, Oh, it's to be determined, you know, but you know, we've been able to, to work at a, a pretty consistent base, you know, with the three, two, um, you know, it's always lacking. It's kind of difficult still relying on a computer, seeing when people are going to be here or not. You know, you, you definitely lose something with, you know, the, the water cooler speak, so to you know, yeah. that type of scenario. But, uh, you know, as far as quality of life and, and, you know, caring about the employees and giving flexibility, it's worked out well. So yeah. with the exception of the warehouse, you know, we, we have them broken up a little bit differently. So now they, they ship or they work, you know, longer days and, and more days, but not together. But, you know, everyone else is at a, a three, two working from home a couple days a week. Yeah. And, you know, I know we, I keep going back to COVID and the pandemic and when it hit. And um, But I, I keep going back to that because it was so impactful on the industry that we're in, the exterior screen, because it seemed like as soon as people realized that, okay, hey, there's a there's a new way to, to buy, they can have Zoom appointments and they can do some things. They were, they were back to wanting to spend money, being cooped up and they're spending this money and they were doing these home remodels. And I have to say that they were at home, but there was also collectively, it seemed like all of our competitors in the industry, us included, but then all the vendors were really out there pushing uh, social media platforms, uh, videos. You guys had a great one with dogs on the patio, exterior screens. Uh, another one I believe was a MyLink where the, the uh, husband and wife were leaving uh, in a car and then they, they put the screens down from, from the MyLink. Um, but all of that seemed like it was the perfect storm of, okay, now we've got a captured audience that is at home scrolling their phones more often. And now they're being hit with with these uh, these ads, whether it be from us, our competitors, Somfy, maybe some of your competitors for that exterior product. And then the next thing you know, it's just like you mentioned the graph earlier, it's just pointing straight up. Yes. And the selling the selling process, I think we are optimized with that for exterior products as well, right? Nobody wanted strangers in their home anymore. So in-home selling was difficult, but exterior products, you don't have to go in the home. So you can make visits, you can still socially distance. And you know, obviously there was a big push, you know, prior to 2020, I, I never had dinner or lunch in a parking lot. And 2021, I probably did it 200 times. You know right. what I mean? Just people trying to capitalize on the space that they had and, and, you know, keeping the social distance aspect and spacing the tables outside. And, you know, people, you know, the economy was was survive right and, and thriving after you know after you know june july whatever it was but you know people you know had the can-do attitude and you know you saw a lot of these restaurants whether it was pick up you know drive in pick up or, or eat outside in the parking lot and you know it was a, a benefit to us for the selling aspect or the selling process for exterior products that we didn't have to go in and we could social distance right so you could show you know you know screen swatches or whatever you need to do and show the you know the the sunset sunrise aspect by never having to go in their house so you know, it was really a benefit to us and allowed us to continue at, at a more rapid pace and at an earlier pace to continue the selling process versus the interior products where you have to go inside and you know really get in the house and everything else you know we, we saw that so the, the proliferation and the growth was much quicker and and much broader because of exterior product selling you know aspects being outside so that helped as well yeah absolutely so you know with the rise in this uh, retail demand and need for the product uh, also comes more and more competitors uh, for you guys, you know, for us as well. I mean, there's new competitors every day popping up, making the same product that we make. And 
you know, on one aspect, you know, I should be guarded and, and protective and like, oh, we got new people. But it, that's just not how I am. That's not how I uh, operate the business. Um, I welcome, you know, the, the competition. I think it's great. There are plenty of there are plenty of patios to screen. Um, there's plenty of business out there. But for you guys, since this is a podcast geared towards interviewing you on the Somfy side, you guys have a lot of competitors coming here. I know I, I had a meeting this morning and there were two of your competitors' motors on my table unsolicited or un, we didn't ask for them. They just showed up and, I, I, you know, they're both tubular motors. You know, what sets Somfy apart in North America from these other you know, these other companies that are trying to solicit not only myself, but all of my competitors' business? Yes. I mean, you know, America is, is, is such an economy, right? And, and, you know, predominantly our products are coming from Europe and Asia, you know, end products included. So, you know, our proximity is very strong. You know, our, our field presence, you know, having, you know, 30 people, you know, foot soldiers out there, you know, in the field, as well as the support staff we have here and the locations we have here, you know, certainly sets us apart. You know, to your earlier point, I, I think it's great. You know, it's going to help, you know, educate the consumer and create an awareness for products that, you know, we really don't have a significant awareness for. You know, if you look at the shutter market and the, and the awning market, which is predominant two markets of, in Europe, um, you know, the market penetration is 80 and 90 percent. You know, if you look at, it, you know, the same two markets and add interior screens in the U.S. are in, you know, high singles or low double digit penetration. So, you know, the sky's the limit. The opportunity is there, um, you know. I welcome competition as well. You know, we have a, a product that stands on its own and we've been around, you know, the longest, you know, we, we didn't, uh, you know, just pop up for COVID or, you know, during COVID or something else. And, you know, we, we, we have a, you know, a, a reputable product that stands on its own and we continue to proliferate markets or excuse me, to promote markets growth. And, and I think that that's the key, um, you know, to your point, you know, a guy that shows up tomorrow and trying to sell exterior screens against you, is at a competitive disadvantage. You know, you have the history, you have the, the quality, you have a reputation, you know, you've been delivering this product. You know, you've forgotten more than some of these guys will ever know. And, and it's a similar thing. You know, we have, you know, the market knowledge and, you know, the average tenure and experience of our of our sales force is, you know, is, is proven and, and, you know, to your point, competition is good. It keeps us sharp. It, it makes us do, you know, move faster perhaps or, or, or you know, enhance our products. But we're very confident in our position and very confident the way that, you know, we go to market and, and grow markets that, you know, we're going to maintain our position. Gotcha. So are you guys back to doing um, doing trade shows? Um, I know you guys had tapped the brakes, as many companies did, because of the uh, of the COVID protocols. But are you guys back out uh, on the trade show floor? Yes, we are. So we had committed to a couple at the end of last year that unfortunately were canceled late, you know, at the end of 21. Um, we did... Um, the first uh, was an interior show in Florida. I want to say April timeframe. It was very well attended. Um, we also are committed to the IFAI and to CDA for 2022. Um, so yes, we are back at it. Um, you know, again, different approach. You know, not necessarily you know looking for quantity. We're looking more at quality. So we're going about the you know the, the messaging a little bit different and focusing on the, you know the opportunities that we have. But yes, we are back and we are excited. You know, to see people, you know, it was a very positive vibe, you know, at the uh, the show in April. Um, you know, people were just so happy to get out and, and, and have, you know, personal contact and, you know, see people for the first time in a long time. You know, the effects of that, you know, have been significant. Um, you know, that leads to some some negativity, perhaps, or, you know, some 
some pessimism on, on our part as far as, you know, how the season's going to go and how, you know, the rest of the year is going to go. Um, but I, I think it's going to, overall, it'll be a plus because, you know, our base will be different and be, you know, increased. But, you know, the, the you know, I've been traveling, you know, for the last six months and the, the airports, you know, this, the sign of the times are, you know, there's no parking at the airports. The security lines are hours again, you know, so people are really excited to get out. And, and I don't necessarily think that the focus is going to be, you know, on their home and, and their, their experience anymore. They're going to have that, you know, they're going to leverage that income or that money that they have to go on vacations and to get out because they've been, you know, shacked up for so long and locked into their homes for so long that people are really excited to get back out. And yeah. you know, they felt they missed it for a couple of years. So that could, could equate to some, you know, some difficulties for us, you know, maintaining the, the, the pace and the growth that we've had for the, you know, the, the previous couple of years. Well, with you back to flying, um, I want to give you some, some advice. If you fly out of Newark, you need to be careful because there's ex NFL players beating up people. Yes, yeah, so the employees of United. Yeah, yeah so just thing. just just be careful because uh, that guy looked like he wanted no part of uh, of uh, that employee. That did you see that video? I haven't seen the video. Oh, I the article today. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead and it. go ahead and look for the video. Yeah, the employee is definitely in the wrong, but this uh, ex NFL player uh, took care of it pretty quickly. So. <laughs> But yeah, yeah so that's, just that's watch yourself. People you, that's a group of people you shouldn't typically mess with. Yeah. Maybe a couple of kickers or punters, but even yeah. some of them, I, I wouldn't mess with those guys <laughs> Well, you know, I think we will see you guys on the trade show path. Uh, IFAI is at October in Charlotte. So we look forward to that. Look forward to connecting with you guys again. Um, you know, this season of this podcast is a little bit different than our first season. And, and uh, you know, we're going to do some of these vendor spotlights is what I would use this as. And uh, so it was a pleasure having you on. Um, you know, we definitely enjoy everything about our relationship with Somfy. Uh, certainly enjoy the people as well. Um, that goes a long way with us. Um, you know, we use some other vendors uh, for different things specifically because of the people. Um, not necessarily because of the product at all. It's just, I, I like the people and, uh, you guys certainly fall into that boat. We were with you before I knew the people. It was kind of, Hey, you're going to make this product and this is the, the motor you use. So, so we did, but it's uh, definitely pleasant to have, you know, guys that I consider friends and that I like, uh, and I enjoy every time you come in. Um, even if you have to run off to the airport, uh, did you make it that day during dinner? Yep, I made it. The guy, the, the the Uber driver, went to the wrong terminal, so it was a little more stressful Uh-oh. than we had hoped. But uh, yes, it, thankfully they had a pre-check line open, and you know, again, as much as I don't like Newark, at least they have you know a lot of pre-check lines that you can yeah. get through. A DFW is a one, and it just took a little bit longer. But yes, thankfully I made it home, and uh, very good. I was able to continue to be married because I think if I would have missed <laughs> the event the next day, I might not, I might have had a problem with that. Yeah. So, Appreciate your flexibility on that one too. Absolutely, man. absolutely. So, um, so this is Jim Rue, Vice President of Sales, uh, Sanfi North America. It was a pleasure having you on, uh, catching us up to speed with what's new for Sanfi, as well as you know what sets Sanfi apart from the others, and, and and a little bit more background. So, I enjoyed spending this time with you, and uh, we'll we'll talk with you soon. Appreciate the invite, guys. Have a great day. Absolutely. You too, Take care. Bye-bye. That, bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Behind the Screens. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast player and leave us a review.